and we are in midsummer. I don't want to say splendor, but Carl just got back from how many days in Canada? I it was interesting because I went to Alicia Keys on Friday night. Then I went to Dayton, Ohio on Saturday. At six o'clock in the morning, I flew to International Falls. And then I flew on a 1948 Beaver prop plane to outside of Emo, Canada in Ontario and Pipestone Lake. And then from Sunday, let's say noonish, 11 o'clock till last night at 8 p.m. I've been fishing in Canada and we limited out and we had a fantastic time. And many stories can be told amongst the people that went because we cannot share some of them that happened. It was good. It was a good time. But we limited out many days and we brought back a lot of fish and we're going to have a fish fry sometime in August. So it was good. And the lows here are the highs there. So I have a friend that's on a ship right now in the Arctic Circle and she said, it's 40 degrees here. And I said, it's triple that here. <laughs> and more. But that's what we expect. So congratulations to Mimi and Stuart for 10 years. And thanks to everybody that went with me fishing. Coming up next, we'll talk to Brian McKinley about Caroline or Change at Fly North Theatricals. And then around minute 25, we'll talk with him about Little Shop of Horrors. Around minute 27, the new version of Haunted Mansion. Around minute 34, talk to her. Around minute 35, the Beanie Bubble on Apple TV Plus. Around minute 42, recreating Elvis and Theater Camp. And then around minute 47, Lynn and I will talk about the St. Louis Filmmakers Showcase, where we were both judges. So the heat is on for local theater because we're starting to go into August and uh, the hits just keep on coming. And one of the most looked forward to shows and this has been since the pandemic in the making, is Caroline or Change. And you might not have heard of it, but perhaps you've heard of the uh, the composer Janine Tassari and the book and lyrics writer Tony Kushner. So because this play is hardly ever done, it has been greatly anticipated by the folks at Fly North Theatricals. Well Anika Noni Rose won her Tony for that. Who She played Tiana in Princess and the Frog. She's a Disney princess, and she won <laughs> her Tony for this. As well she should have, because this is a fantastic show. This is one of those that if you don't know anything about it, just go. Just go and just be awed by the talent. And one of the great talents behind this, because Colin Healy and Bradley Rolfe, they know that we have um we've had them on before and we know, well, know about th what they're trying to do in the theater community so they have enlisted brian mckinley to direct so hey brian that's a long introduction but we're so happy <laughs> to have you here today thank you thank you so happy to be here so have you ever directed a musical before no this is my first time actually so tell us about your team that you've got collaborating on this great musical. Uh, I'm so, so grateful, actually, because um, my team is awesome. Um, and it's great to have an awesome team my first time out. Um, so Colin Healy will be uh, is the music director. 
uh, Bradley Rolfe is designing the lights. My assistant director and choreographer is Caleb Long, who's done an amazing job um, assisting me with like staging the show. Um, and Vanessa Taborn is designing the costumes. Well, it starts on Friday at the Marcel, and I'm so happy you're going to get to use the Marcel because this is it's a nice uh, theater. Yes, it is, and it's in the Grand Center. And uh, uh, I'm they have a uh, nice parking lot right there. It's nice and safe. Right. Yeah, I had never been to the Marcel. Um, uh, what did we see there last? Oh, we saw uh, what the Constitution means to me was there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's frequent. I just I just was at Tesseract's new play festival there over the weekend. And uh, so now they're moving in your show. So mm -hmm. you've been. Uh, uh, how many people are in this cast? Um, About 12, I think. Wow. So, so a few more than that. How many people are playing the radio? Uh, Three radios. Three radios. Mm hmm. Uh, 15 is in the cast. Uh -huh. Well, uh, tell us about what this play is about and why you were attracted to it, why you wanted to do this. Um, so this play is about um, a 40-year-old woman named Caroline. Uh, she, you know, makes $30 a week, which is not very much. It's well below the poverty line um, during this time. Um and she works for this Jewish family who's, you know, mid to high class. They, they, they're very well off. Um, and, you know, she's not making enough. And but Caroline um, sort of personifies um, the, the appliances in the basement where she's working all the time. Uh, so the washer, the dryer and the radio sort of come to life for her in this basement. Um, the the little boy in the family, Noah, um, is drawn to Caroline. You know, he recently lost his mother and he really um, looks up to Caroline. He feels that she is his friend, right? He goes to her for advice. He's down there talking to her all the time. Um, um, and he oppositely is, you know, has an aversion towards his stepmother, Rose, who is, you know, basically like the perfect stepmom you know uh as seen in the song rose stopping it can cook right she you know does all these things these great things right um and yeah and so there are all these other you know sort of um supporting characters uh Stuart's parents rose's dad comes um and it's really such a like layered show there's so many layers and themes and uh packed into the show um that it's sort of hard to like be like this is what it's about um you know there are racial themes there are uh southern themes religious themes um that all get packed into um the 1960s um but what drew me to the show i wasn't super familiar with it i was only familiar with like a few songs um that i had heard people you know perform in cabarets or in classes and stuff um such as like lots wife or um gonna pass me a law um, but when I was approached about it, I started looking into it and, you know, my first thought was like, wow, there's a lot going on in here. Um, I don't even know how I would be able to do this. Um, but the more I thought about it, I, um, was sort of drawn to the character of Caroline, um, and Emmy, um, who is Caroline's daughter in the show. 
and I figured, you know, being a bigger musical is no reason for me to like not pursue like tackling this um this tough work. Um but yeah, I think Caroline and Emmy are the reason like I was like sort of drawn to the work, the 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 depth of the characters, what they go through, their relationship with each other and how that sort of unintended changes um throughout the show. Um is really it's, it's it's really magical. It's really a magical show. This is why this is why everybody who loves theater has to go to this <laughs> this weekend because <laughs> uh, the Muni has a little shop of horrors and stages St. Louis has Clue, but mm-hmm. this you have to fit this into because it's going to be um, moving and insightful and um, according to Kimmy Kid Booker who I talked to on occasion, she said this cast is going to blow everybody away. Yes. So, t- so tell us about the players. The players. Oh, and, you know, I said I looked out with the production team. I also looked out with the cast. Um, this is like a wildly talented group of cast members that like really jumped into the work immediately. Um, so Caroline is played by Durant Blaylock, um, who has an amazing voice. She tackles the work beautifully um, and handles it beautifully. Um, and then Emmy is played by, uh, Kenya, Kenya Booker, no, Kenya, um, Nash, Nash, Kenya Nash, um, who is a student, um, going into her junior year, um, also an amazing voice, um, really jumped into the work. Uh, Rose is played by Avery, um, I'm drawing a blank on last names. Avery Lux, Avery Lux, um, and who really like, uh, just an amazing, amazing, an amazing actress, right? I could like throw anything at Avery and she's like, okay, cool. You want me to do that? And she, uh, she takes it and like easily jumps into whatever I throw at her. Um, Noah is played by Zoe Claiborne, um, also an amazing actress. She, um, really like leaned into the work um and came in like really really prepared i should say um to tackle this work because it's a, it's a heavy role for for a kid um you know not just uh capacity wise but thematically right um for those that know carolina change know about the um the the big incident that happens during the play um and yeah, we got, um, as you said, Kimmy Kid Booker, who's a, an amazing singer and actress. Um, we got Ebony Easter, as well as oh, Adrian, Adrian Spann. Those three are playing the radios, um, who is, you know, this um, sort of based on the uh, 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 girl groups of the early 60s, like the Supremes, the, um, they uh, sort of embody you know, popular music during this time. Uh, the bus is played by, the bus and the dryer play is played by Dwayne Foster, who you might've seen in Beauty and the Beast at uh, the Muni this summer. Um, stellar voice, stellar voice. He was actually um, almost going to be in the original Broadway cast of this of, the, of Carolina Change. Um, so he came in very familiar with the work. Um, 
the washing machine and Dottie are both played by uh, Kanisha Kellum, who you probably saw in um, Aida this summer over at Stages. I uh, did see them. So some some real heavy hitters. Uh, the the grandparents are played by Ken Haller and Mar Bellini, um, and Mr. Stopnik is played by Kent Koffel. Oh and wow! Last... Okay, so so some of the some of the grand the grand dames and dudes of uh of a local theater, dramatic theater too. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Ebony uh killed it as uh. Effie in Dreamgirls at uh I heard Stray Dog couple years. Oh yeah, great. And then Kimmy, uh, if you saw Fly North's original Madam, she mm-hmm. was the lead and uh, theater circle nominated, and she is a winner of a couple AFL awards. So and we're just talking supporting characters here. So I can't yeah. even imagine what the voices of the leads are gonna be like. Yeah, I'm telling you, you know, Stuart is played by Jordan Walk. Um, and then, oh, the Caroline's, yeah, yeah, the Caroline's kids are played by um, two new actors, um, uh, Cameron, Cameron and, Ma- and Malachi. Well, it sounds like you have got a great assembly. I think what's what's so cool about when people do rarely done things, there's such another level of enthusiasm. Because mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's not the same old, same old. And so you get a lot of talent coming out for auditions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you have this wide pool to pick up. And then I also think that Fly North's growing reputation mm-hmm. has a lot to do with it. As well as yours, um, Carl, Brian's too modest, but he is a St. Louis Theater Circle Award winner. <laughs> and his work at the Black Rep is outstanding he can do it all and he does it all and he's <laughs> been you, on man. stage directing all sorts of roles at the at the black rep so what's coming up for you after this uh so after this so i've recently been appointed um the director of education and community engagement at the black rep so that's sort of a oh, new nice. title um and we'll be starting a bunch of programs um in the fall um for the, at the Black Rep, um, a lot of like youth programs and community engagement programs. Um, and then our season will be starting in January. Um, so a lot of a lot of those education programs, the touring shows will be starting. Um, so um, a lot of that. And then, you know, we hit the ground running in January and December for our January production. Well, Ron must trust you then. Yeah. Yeah, he has to. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I ran into them at the opera the other night. They were at Union mm-hmm. Avenue Opera for Christine Boer's uh show turn uh was it turn of the screw? No, now I'm blank. I think so. I keep mispronouncing. I think it's the I know. turn of the screw. I know. Because the taming of the screw, I think I'd like I get it confused. <laughs> yeah, turn of the screw. Turn of yeah. the screw. Yeah. Very weird very compelling i mean to have yeah. ghosts walking through the audience was like creepy creepy yeah. and creepy yeah. kids creepy kids uh-huh. yeah <laughs> very weird so, so are we going to be it, well so uh she wants hope- to she wants to ask without asking you if you're going to do any acting anytime soon are you just going to direct and be behind the scenes for a while 
Uh, I'm not sure yet. It, it that, that remains to be seen. Um, so probably, you're open to it. You're not. You know. You know. Like directing is my thing now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not like I'm a director now. I'm what you call a theater artist. So right. I'm still. I'm you still go where you are needed. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So. So what do you want people to take away from this? What do you want uh, the the end result to be? Like when, we, when we're done giving you a standing O, what do you hope people do? Um, so for me, the, the, uh, the purpose of the story and, the, and the, the story we're telling is Caroline's story. Um, the story of the struggle of a, a single mother um, who who's not making enough, but is making something out of nothing. Who is you in know in the early sixties? Yeah, in the in the early sixties, right? She um, yeah, is is barely getting making enough to get by, right? And the pride um, that sort of comes with that, um, with with not having enough to provide for the people you love, um, and not by effort, but you know by circumstance and society. Um, so I really sort of want people to sort of take that home. The uh, Black women who, you know, struggled to to make a better world, you know, in general and for, for their kids. Which is, is really inspiring and heartwarming. When I grew up in the 60s, um, I took the bus a lot. And um, the main street in Belleville is very long. And so you go through, uh, it is the longest one. It's in the Guinness Book of World Records. It's the longest main street. So you you go through, you know, the whole town and the rich, the rich part of town, you would always see the black help standing mm -hmm. at the bus stop going home from their their day tending to the rich folk in town. You know, and I just remember those, those, the sight of those women waiting patiently at the bus, holding their pocketbooks, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, just wait and go. And, and, and I think that sticks with you, you know, it, yeah. it just, it sticks with you. Um, and uh, for those who didn't live in the sixties, this presents an era where when you find out things uh, in real life, when you find out like, oh, that really happened. Did that happen? you know you're shocked yeah you're shocked and then and then, then it's also but it also uh, shows you that there has progress some progress has been made mm -hmm. sure because the Absolutely. plays the, the play it isn't meaning to be a downer it, it's mm -hmm. supposed to be sending a positive message Oh yeah, very, very, very hopeful and inspiring. It was revived on Broadway what two years ago and to great acclaim. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I'm just I'm just really excited. It's just thrilling to see a lot of talent come together and put their all into something and create something together that yeah. will be, you know, we talk about magic and reaching people and community because of the pandemic. Everybody's really focused on community. Yeah, absolutely. So that's good. That's good. So, so when you, are you? Okay. So go, go the, ahead, Brian. I was just going to say, so this weekend and next, and it runs and shows total. Uh, August the 12th. 
Okay. So are we talking Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Are we talking Thursday, Friday, Saturday? What are we? I believe Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. Let me let me make sure I didn't. Well, you can it, you just go to flynorthmusic.com and you can find out everything. Mm -hmm. And the and the tickets are on Metro Ticks and they're Metro going Ticks. fast. They're going yeah. fast. Flynorthmusic.com, but it's Fly North Theatricals. That it'll take you right there. Uh huh. So, what do you think about working with this troop of people? Um, so this is actually not my first time working with Fly North. Last summer, I assistant directed um, Assassins with Bradley, uh, which he won um, the theater. Circle. We talked to them about that show. Um, yeah, which I totally forgot. I'm so sorry. I totally forgot that. Um, that that was brilliant directing, and and oh, so yeah. oh, and and that's why he won. He beat. He beat Robert Gerald for Sweeney Todd, and and yeah, that like, so I was it was really yeah. thrilling. And you that were was, right there, awesome. yeah, yeah. Like Brian it was a fully kept, thought yeah. out concept. It was it was brilliant, brilliant. I, I yeah, I really appreciated working on that with with um with everyone. Um, and you know, I came back to do Carolina Change. So I yeah, I have so much love for the Fly North family. So I'm glad to be a part of it. Um. Oh, if well, you I'm, didn't I'm like so... it, you wouldn't have come back. Uh, exactly. Some of the, <laughs> I know. And some of the cast of Assassins is in this because Jordan Walk mm -hmm. and Kimmy Kid Booker and, hey, and that's, yeah. yeah. So uh, what I want to say about, uh, you know, new artists, their whole part, like you are community engagement with education, everything. Fly North has that component too. So if you want to mm -hmm. dive more into that, particularly music mm -hmm. um you can find out that and then the bar has have you been to the bar yet i have i have uh yeah it's a cool little spot right there yeah yeah we um yeah we went over a couple of times yeah so that it's officially open carl it's called the uh the finch the and green it, i've heard the green it. finch and the green finch and it's in the former way out club and yes. Colin is billing it as a dive bar. Mm -hmm. Well, it's it's right there off of Jefferson. So if you ever went to the Way Out Club, anything else can be an improvement. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I didn't live too far from there for a while, so I I'm very familiar with that area. Yeah. yeah so anyway, but spot. yeah, no, it's going to be a hangout. It's going to be a theatrical, uh, industry hangout. And plus, you can't just rely on artists because artists have no money what's yeah. what's bradley's phrase uh you know life is hard spend all your money on art mm. yeah <laughs> i think that's his that's his uh his tagline in life <laughs> so this is this is a, a convivial place where you can just you know a new alternative yeah for sure but you want to go to flynorthmusic.com and you can find out all the information about Caroline or change mm -hmm. July 28th through August 12th. It's at the Marcel tickets are available on Metro ticks and Brian, what have you been doing for recreation during the summer? Has this consumed your life for the last two months? Um, uh, uh, kind of the latter, kind of the latter, but, um, Similar to what Lynn just said, uh, sort of consuming art whenever I can. You know, I got I got out to stages, went to the opera, like Lynn said. Um, 
I uh, haven't had a chance to hit the Muni yet. Um, went to a few museums. Uh, see, but that, I do... see, you should have hit the Muni earlier because now it is going to be like a pot of soup because it's going to be very hot. Oh yeah, because of Carolina, I, I couldn't. I didn't have time to um, mm -hmm. get there. Tried to see Beauty and the Beast, but um, I was able to on the closing night, which I don't know if you all know, but it got rained out. Yeah. Um. But, yeah. A lot of a lot of upset children. Yeah. Yeah. In sure. bell outfits that did not get to see. No. Well, I, you would love you would love uh, the plant in this because it's one of a kind specially created for the Muni and I went last night and it was actually pleasant with the fans it's when okay. you are in other parts where mm -hmm. it's steamy oh in the hallways uh, yeah in the hallways in the yeah. uh and you know walk into your car pretty steamy okay. but in the actual watching it was very pleasant. So this Nicholas Ward, um, if you saw Jesus Christ Superstar at the Muni, he played Caiaphas. So he okay. had that low voice. Yeah, and yeah. he played Mufasa on Broadway. Ooh. So, of course, he's got that voice. So he's just having a ball. And this plant is so huge, it takes four people, four puppeteers. Mm -hmm. to Operate it? yes and the oh. guy the head guy uh do they is, get to come out at, at curtain call and get a little uh credit yeah they do they oh, do good, good yeah good. and 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 nicholas ward's very flashy when he comes out for his curtain <laughs> call and uh travis Patton is the main manip he's billed as the audrey to manipulation in the mm. score but it is worth seeing just for that but you know it's kind of like a a just little fun palate cleanser because you know there was the very serious we just had west side story and and the very serious west side story and now we got you know horror comedy yeah so, and and they ha they handled it pretty you know it's just kind of fun fluff whatever you know but uh yeah for my but money there's air conditioning at the marcel so yes, for my money go see <laughs> if, if you want to be super wild go see carol or change yeah this cast is outstanding just outstanding it's, it's a great show well i am i'll be there saturday night and i am bringing as my guest a guy who directed this 10 years ago at belleville east high school oh amazing so, so a so high school heady. production of this yes heady for high school production it's, yes really zach cool. rogers he's he's quite the talent but he picked that to do okay so yeah so cool. yeah that'll be interesting his take on you know that well, so hey, having I professional know actors were... doing it rather than high school kids yeah. right right but who knows who those high school kids are now right True. so um brian i know you're a super busy guy thank you so much for your time we look very nice. forward to hearing from you again and seeing what we you're appreciate up to. your time yeah and break yeah, a thank leg. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much. Of course. Yeah, thank you. Back. Thanks for being on with us. Thanks. Lynn, yes. I have a question for you. Sure. Did you see the Eddie Murphy version of Haunted Mansion? I did not. I didn't either, but my kid did. And my child said it was scarier than 
you thought it was going to be because even though it's a Disney movie, it's based on, I forget whether the Eddie Murphy version is either based on the Disneyland or the Disney world. This new movie starring Lakeith Stanfield is based on whichever one the other one is because this one has the hat box ghost. And I want to say that's Disneyland, but it had, this is a comedy and not necessarily horror. I was surprised on how much it's about children dealing with grief. It's, it's pretty, as I said earlier, Carolina change is pretty heady. This one is very, has adult themes. And I don't know if, the intent, I don't know who the intended audience is for this because you got Owen Wilson, you've got Danny DeVito, you've got Tiffany Haddish, you've got uh, Rosario Dawson, and it's a good cast and it's sometimes very funny, but it's about dealing with death and it's based on a theme park ride. Well, which I've never been to or heard. You, uh, I, you, yeah, you've never, I, you've never been on the Haunted Mansion ride? No. You've never been in a doom buggy? No. Okay. And yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis is in it for a minute. Dan Levy was there for probably not even an entire day. Oh, wow. And there's, there's also a surprise cameo in there that I did not understand why this person was in this movie, but why not? And Jared Leto plays the Hatbox Ghost, who is your villain. When I saw Jared Leto's name, I went, what? Well, he it's motion capture because, you know, it's a CGI ghost. Yeah. Oh, man. Wow. So uh, would you recommend it? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, Disney's not had a really good track record this year. And I... Mm, it's long it's more than two hours it does not need to be that long it is because you know it's a kids movie it doesn't need these kids movies keep getting longer and longer not every kids movie has to be what happened to kids movies being a nice tight hour and a half and something you could just you know set them down and watch and that that's bad parenting but it's I I don't know if this the I'm not sure about the audience for this movie because people are not liking it, even though there are some really fun parts in it. Um, uh, I don't want to give away too much, but uh, it starts off with the Keith Stanfield's wife dying immediately. Like you are introduced to her and they kill her off so quickly. And then there are other people that are dealing with grief in their own ways and the ghosts feed off of the grief. And so they're trapped in this haunted mansion and it takes place in new Orleans. And so you've got the whole voodoo thing going on there and psychic Tiffany Haddish plays a psychic and uh, Rosario Dawson plays this mom of this kid. Chase W. Dillon is his name. He's really, really strong. Cause you know, having a bad kid actor, ruins these kinds of movies oh yeah but no he's good he's he's sympathetic because he's bullied at school he has you know he's got family issues his parents aren't together anymore and uh, 
it's too long for kids. It's too deep for kids. And I don't think adults or even young, uh, young adults or late teens or 20 somethings care. So, I mean, if you like Owen Wilson and you want to say, Ooh, Owen Wilson's in this movie. I mean, I don't know if that's enough of a draw, but Keith Stanfield is really good. And, you know, he's been good since short term 12. So he's playing a guy who's dealing with, you know, his wife being dead. And is that something you want to see a comedy about? Yeah, no, I don't. Um, particularly, I was going to go and then, uh, you know, you um, things happen. And uh, and then I saw the preview uh, mm-hmm. actually before Barbie. And I went, oh, this does not look good. Because I, I know see, I don't even. I don't I don't th- I don't think it has anything to do with the. Uh, the movie from 20 years ago. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it does. And uh, I I don't know what um, I don't know what they're trying to do with these reboots. I really don't. Um, I just was this the right tone, you know, was this. um. I just don't understand. But then again, I haven't seen it, so I can't speak to it. But I don't think well, it's going to they... do well at the box office because Barb Heimer's cleaning up. Well, uh, the original, not the original, but the Eddie Murphy version is on ha- at Halloween all the time. But see, this might one day find its audience if like Disney puts it on with their Halloween stuff, you know, because they like free Preform has their 31 days of Halloween or Disney plus has a Halloween button around October. So Mm -hmm. maybe this one day will uh, find its audience just like the one from 20 years ago did. Uh Aha. Well, that's the only, that's a major release this weekend, this Friday. And so is talk to, her which Talk i have her. not seen it's it's a it's a horror a movie horror movie very well received by a24 who specializes in the quirky weird stuff <laughs> but a24 is hit and miss sometimes they're really really great and then there are other times you go what did i just watch i know remember lamb uh-huh yeah when the the humans raised a lamb like it was a baby i don't yeah. think i saw that one no no but uh, yeah, once once you did you just can't quite uh get that image a two-legged uh, you know walk a lamb walking two-legged with a um uh, uh with a grieving mom yeah okay well, it's very weird so yeah so talk to me is talk to me is only 90 minutes so Horror movies know how to have a nice, tight running time because they do all the things and they get out. Yes, that's one good thing about it. So, yeah, it's got a, it's very well received. And that starts. And then we have a movie that I watched that will be streaming starting tomorrow. And it is very pleasant. Uh, look back 
because you know I love I love those movies that have the inner workings of behind the scenes, and this is called the Beanie Bubble. And ah yes. And, and uh, if you recall the Beanie Baby craze of the nineties, I know someone who said they were going they were investing in Beanie Babies. Yeah, well, a lot of people did, and a lot of people got screwed. Think of Bitcoin and NFTs and all that. So um, this is this is a fictionalized account. It's based on a book that about the dark side of cute, which I find hilarious. It's the, the you know the beanie the great bu- beanie baby bubble, mass delusion, and the dark side of cute. Yes, and it is. And so the three strong women. Apparently, these are composite figures of real people. We have Dynamite Cast. We have Elizabeth Banks as Robbie, who lived in the same apartment building as Ty Warner and became his business partner and then lover. And then um, that went south because he's a massive class A jerk. And he's played by Zach Galifianakis doing a take. Who is unrecognizable because he's beardless. Yes, and he has a really horrible toupee, and he uh, is is a variation of his man-child that he often is identified with, but this is a darker, and uh, this is a darker take on a incredibly vain and clueless, immature guy behind one of the great successes in the toy world ever and uh so they they um expose him for all he was because these women are the brains behind the operation he gave them no credit well who are the other two women lynn uh this is oh man i gotta get my notes um well i know one of them is uh sarah snook from yes one of your favorite Uh, shows succession Right. And she plays uh, this single mom who's raising two kids. And the two kids have a lot to do with the with the creation of the Beanie Babies. And uh, and they get no credit. And one was named credited to the one, her one daughter. So she falls head over heels for this guy because he just does this amazing um, uh, con job on her. And uh, then she well she'll wise up and then the standout is i will just massacre this woman geraldine viswanathan yes and she She is she is great in everything she's in she is and she is spectacular in this movie she has uh she plays the uh a young girl who became a receptionist and whose knowledge of the burgeoning internet and marketing savvy, Mm -hmm. she is the one responsible for creating the whole frenzy, the marketing, using the internet as a marketing tool. She is groundbreaking in all that she did for this company, making $12 an hour. And then he decides that he's going to up it to 20 when these idiots are making far more and it's just hard because she has all these ideas and all these things happen. And he is so petty, this Ty Warner. And uh, when this woman from Chicago comes, because it started in neighborhoods, it's a fascinating story. If you don't know anything about it, 
and, and it, it's, it's on apple plus yeah and it's just a fascinating origin story and they started with mom and pop stores they did not go to big box stores that was their that was their thing and then uh yeah, because they, they were in like they were in like you know not not big hallmark stores but mom and top specialty shops right and they became a sensation because of the whole investment thing like you were saying people thought this would be a good way because they were trading on ebay they were mm -hmm. doing this they bought all this and then it went crashing down in flames well the 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 only one that is like still worth anything is like if you have a princess diana one well, I do, but I you don't have one. I do. And I have it. In but case. but is, is the tag in 100% perfect condition? It is, but it's not one of the more expensive ones. And I don't know why I've looked at it because I saw it. Uh, oh, but yeah, no, I, I have one. one. Well, Geraldine was in, she was one of the girls in blockers. She was in the Hugh Jackman, uh, HBO movie, bad education. And, um, uh, She's been on every season of Miracle Workers on TBS and then I guess now on Max. And she was also in a movie during the pandemic that we streamed. It was something about hearts. It was a romantic comedy that that when the we broken hearts have, gallery. Yeah. When we didn't have uh, content mm -hmm. and we, we were looking yeah. for. Broken yeah. hearts gallery. I remember seeing that. Well, she's she's just fantastic in this, and I she is. Uh, she's a, she's going to be great. Yeah, I really I really enjoyed this for the. I had story. forgotten about that Broken Hearts Gallery. Then I liked that movie. That was cute. that was, and the guy that's the leading ghost, wasn't he in that? Yakarsh, yes, the guy in American Ghosts, and then also it had. Uh, uh, Dakra, my, my the guy from Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah, it was good cast, and it was it was mm -hmm. way uh, uh better than you know we gave it credit for, and then that was a weird time, Carl. If you recall us trying I, I to do recall uh, that, just was a weird, weird time. So this week, because it's going to be August, and you know what that means for movies, um, the outlook it's leftovers isn't, from the summer. Yeah, the outlook isn't looking so hot so um i think streaming's the way to go there is um so this apple tv plus movie did start in some theaters first and then now it's on apple start tomorrow well, but it's because because it used to be you could just stream but now the oscars want it to run for i think two weekends now they expanded it yeah and then uh there is a documentary that doesn't start in local theaters until Sunday. And this is called Reinventing Weird. Elvis, the 1968 comeback special. And if you wow. recall in last year's movie, Elvis, they spend a great deal of, uh, they have a focus on that comeback special that. Yeah. Cause it was supposed to be a Christmas special and yeah. Colonel Tom screwed the, him up. Yeah. And got him back in the public eye. And, uh, you know, re restarted basically, you know, king of rock and roll. And so it starts on Sunday. And huh. it doesn't say it's going to be streaming, but it's at local, a couple of them. So you have to check your, 
as they say, check your local listings. And then a movie that was not made available to us called Theater Camp starts tomorrow. Starring I ben really Platt. want I have a friend who is so upset. She's actually in Italy right now and she wanted to be here when theater camp opened up. She's a theater kid and she wanted to see she wanted to see it. And her friends are all going without her because she's not in the country. Yes. And so it's at uh, it's not only at Plaza Frontenac, but it's at the multiplex, too. And it is uh, a brilliant satire, supposedly, on theater camps and uh there was a movie back in the early aughts that starred robin de jesus which who's playing seymour at the muni and it was called camp and it was about the stage uh like it was a riff on stage door manor in uh, new york and it was all these kids and he was um he was one of the kids he was like an outcast kid who just was a musical theater you know, aficionado. And then Anna Kendrick is in it too. And it's it's just really funny because the faculty is very jaded and uh, the kids are all, you know, typical theater kids and different personalities. And they all worship Sondheim and they put together this review. And Anna Kendrick sings The Ladies Who Lunch and she's like 12 yeah. and it's hilarious. And uh, they, they have a good time. They end uh, with Todd Rundgren's Want of a Nail of all things not i love a, that song i love it too it's one of my favorites not a show tune so right. it's it's a different kind of movie so if you ever want to look up camp but that's where i first noticed robin de jesus and he is playing seymour in little shop of horrors at the muni and he is a three-time tony nominee including the he was the original sunny and in, in the heights mm -hmm. and he was nominated for a la Caja Fole. And then uh, a couple of years ago for the boys in the band. And then he reprised that role in the Netflix movie. So if you're like, where have I seen this guy before? There you have. Now and the, then the Jim, the Jim Parsons boys in the band, not the, not the original. He's not that old. Yeah, no, no. And then also he was Aladdin when in the pre-Broadway tryout in 2012 here at the Muni. That's well, his last name. Theater camp is partially written by Ben Platt. Who's also in the movie. Well, which he should know. And his father is Mark Platt, the producer mm -hmm. of a lot of things. And his sister's being felt. So, no, no, that's not his sister, but his, um, Jake, you know, Jonah Hill's sister. Beanie Feldstein. Yes. Yeah. Beanie Feldstein? Is Ben Platt's best friend in yes. real life. Yeah. So, you know, the theater kids. So that's what that's about. And then uh, what else is going on? Uh, they just released the trailer for Only Murders in the Building season three with Meryl Streep. Which is coming out in like three weeks. Yes. Well, I want to uh, uh, sing the praises of local filmmakers because, Carl, you and I just finished our stint on the St. Louis Filmmakers Showcase Jury, and we will be I awarding- I want to ask you about that. How was your meeting? Was it, I mean, without giving away things, uh, was it productive? It was very productive. And we were was mostly- I, Was I mocked handily? Oh, no, I have nothing to do with your jury. Oh, but... you guys met off in separate, separate, you spun off to little yes. independent work groups? Yes, we were in the back lot- and uh, we went in because Alex was on Zoom from Idaho. And so we went in and we had a really 
good discussion because, <laughs> you know, sometimes we were on the fence about things and then we would talk it through. And then uh, maybe your third place thing would vault to Wins. the top. Right. Yeah. And because and... if you have, if you're, if you're defending a movie, you're going to defend it. And if you defend it well, that might swing other people around. Right. And, and it which was is indeed... why I was upset that I wasn't there because I would have defended something and helped. But I, but Chris Clark spoke for me and he's a good proxy for me. Yeah, I think, and well, we we all met together, and your jury's good people, Aisha Sultan and uh, Gail Gallagher. So I'm sure you guys had, and we were talking about some of the things. And then I was on the jury with Alex McPherson and Kate Marquis, and we are giving them out um, the awards on Sunday night, and in both documentary, animation, experimental, and narrative. I had 59 films to watch. How many did you have to watch, Carl? I uh, I knew it was eight hours and 28 minutes. So, but, and you'd think, oh, well, that's four movies. No, the longest one was an hour and a half. Then the next one was an hour. And then the rest of them, some of them were 21 minutes. Some of them were 19 minutes. Some of them were one minute. There were There were a lot of films. I think I wound up watching 35 of them. Well, because some some were in both categories, like Fortune Cookie was in both categories, Flight was in both categories, and then there were, I think there was a third one that was in both categories. Guerrilla Tactics. Oh, Guerrilla Tactics, yes, which is a short short. Uh, flight's only Flight is one of the one that's one minute long, and it just kind of ends. Right. Uh, we had uh, we give narrative over twenty and under twenty, and we didn't have that many features this year we would have was technically three and uh, well, so, we had, uh, we had, we had two feature length films. One of them was an hour and the other one was an hour and a half. So they just busted them out more than 20, less than 20. Well, the, the uh, showcase uh, continues this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the awards are, uh, well, they say seven 30 at the high point, but they really won't kick in till eight 30, but yeah, we I'll be some- at, I'll be at Paramore and the Linda Lindas and Foles at Enterprise Center. So I cannot make that. Oh, but I might well, meet you guys afterwards because I know that you guys will still be partying until the early morning. Well, I wouldn't say partying. I'd say maybe chatting. Yes. But uh, I, uh, I'm very impressed. Uh, we have more female filmmakers in this year than ever before. So yes. you go, girls. And then we have more African-American filmmakers than ever before. And that's part of, I think that's this weekend, the African-American filmmakers. I strongly recommend the Sunday program because there's some uh, serious talent that is emerging in the St. Louis film community. And I'm really excited to be a little part of it. And also Chris, is very happy with our results. Really? Yes. Because I don't know them since I wasn't there. Yes. I don't know yours. I don't know your sides. I know mine. But uh, it's a it's a breath of fresh air. Those other two ganged up on me. I don't know. Um, I don't. I don't know who won. So I can't. No. I should. Well, I'm just making a joke. 
I know. Well, we were all very respectful because, you know, Alex is a, um, I don't know, is he Gen, oh, Gen Y, Gen Z or whatever, you know, and then I, I think Alex is Gen Z. Bo boomers. So we had the well, Zoomer no, and the Boomers. Gen Z, the the millennials, zoomers. then Gen Z. So he's not a millennial. He's Gen Z. Right. Yeah. He's so um, he, so I heard uh, that they call them Zoomers now. So we have Zoomers and mm -hmm. Boomers. So we had Zoomers and Boomers judging. So it was interesting to take, but, um, you know, he's very insightful. And then he could see our points about some, some things that he might not have considered it but, was a compromise yes but i think we were all pretty happy with uh, what we came up with and then also um i think we're making a case we added horror this year because it hadn't been added before so we have best horror slash thriller because that is the most growing category hmm. even though chris and, says it's always been part of it yeah, but but it, it it really needed to, and he agreed. And then we, for the second year in a row, we're doing Best Ensemble. And then we suggested for next year that he should do Supporting Actor and Actress because it's just too hard, to, you know, because supporting is... You don't know who's a lead. So. Right. I mean, if you're if you're having a an 18 minute movie and there's only five characters in it, who's a lead and who's supporting? How many minutes does it take? What percentage of the movie do you have to be to be a supporting actor? Yeah. Well, one of the longest movies is called the box and it's going to show on Friday night. Um, and if you, and it's got so many theater actors in town in it, it was made 11 years ago. What? It was in the works. It started like this one actor told me he filmed Is this, this like part a boyhood kind of thing. 10 years ago. No, it's it's a sci fi movie and 11 has a particular meaning. So this guy worked on this film and finally has David Linder and he finally has it released and it is uh, going to be at the high point Friday night. It's an hour and 20 Is it minutes. Good? I'm not going to say because, you know, you don't want to influence. No, I think, uh, but what, what you will do, if you are familiar with the local theater community, you're seeing everybody. In fact, uh, Alex said his chemistry teacher has a part in it. <laughs> that's and funny. it's just, well, it, it's filmed locally because that's the whole, you know, deal. Like you either have to film locally or you have to be from St. Louis, whatever. But um, it's, some people so were you, very loose with those connections, by the way. Yes. Oh, I know. I know. Um, there is one, uh, uh, so the box is supernatural. It's a sci-fi. It's trying to be one of those cheesy camp movies from the fifties and sixties. Yes. Although it could have been more of that. Shorter? Because it, 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 it seems oh, very you wanted serious. more style. Seems very serious. But, oh. uh, I mean... You just like Joe Hanrahan, David Wozniak, John Pearson. You you um, knew everybody in the cast. The list keeps going, you know, and and uh, yeah, it's very it's just hilarious, you know, when they come out. Um, so these these creatures show up. It's a portal. 
Uh-huh. So, and we're in, we're in basements and we're in nooks and we're all over. And then Jim Batts's friend, Scott Betts has a teeny part. Um, he's a bystander in Forest Park who saw whatever come down, like the spaceship or whatever. And he's on the news talking about the space, you know, the thing landing in Forest Park. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're like, oh my God, this is Scott Betts. <laughs> so anyway it's just it's always so fun you'll to... be there you'll be there sunday night but lynn where else can we find you besides being at the high point on sunday night uh i am in the webster kirkwood times i am in, on ktrs every friday uh at 11 with wendy and jennifer and i am also uh the uh, grand poobah of our our website poplifestl.com and where can we find you carl you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and threads at underscore Carl the Intern, Monday through Friday. Now that I'm back, I'm going to be at, uh, let's see, the Mark Cox Morning Show on 97.1 FM Talk. Also, you can find me on the Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors on KMOX on the weekends. So I'm all over on the radio seven days. You can hear me anywhere you look. Tonight, I will see Clue. The first non-musical at Stages since 1989, and I look very forward wow. to it because talk about an all-star cast, and it's Clue. I'm gonna see. It, I'm gonna see it August 5th. I've just got too much that, which is like it seems like a far time. That's next weekend. So <laughs> I know, doesn't it's it? It's almost August. Uh huh. It seems like a far time away, but it's not. It's next weekend. All right, Lynn. Have fun and uh, stay cool. Yes, keep cool, everybody. Enjoy the last gasp of what? Summer? Uh, we got no, a whole July. month. We, got a whole July. Month. we still have August. Bye, everybody. Bye bye.